You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. I'm back and I'm ready for action. Today is jam-packed. Not only am I continuing part two with what men want. I've got the men's answers. We're recapping with the ladies very quickly, but it's good. The guys wrote in and I was impressed with their answers and the ladies got to hear this shit and muy bien, muy bien. <laughs> See, I'm speaking Spanish. I just got back from Mexico. I am burnt, unfortunately, but she's Italian. It's just going to turn brown after we finish our series of what the men need, desire, desperately want in their relationship. I'm talking to you about maximizing your sex position game. So the go-to is missionary, doggy cowgirl, and the good old side angle. How can we uh, maximize our pleasure there? How can we make sure we're not just being fucking lame, (laughs) if I'm being honest? Breaking some myths, diving deep, and me trying to articulate a hardcore course that I took on the subject matter, and watching it was very enjoyable. And now I get to share with you how to have some better hot sex. If you're new here, hello and welcome. This is the Couples Locker Room Talk. I'm talking with you every week about the ups, the downs, normalizing the shit that happens in our marriage and our sex lives and aiming to improve it. I answer listener questions every week. These ones are intense, okay? So if you're brand new here, um, there were a little... uh, a little wild, a little Jerry Springer vibes today. Very, the drama. The drama. It's not like that every week. I made sure to put one, you know, optimistic gem in there with some solutions. But the other ones, you know, we like to talk shit here. So I gave you what, you, I gave the people what they wanted. If you missed last week's episode, Dan and Lacey from the Swing Nation came on. Super cool as a monogamous person to get to like ask all the questions that I think some people might be afraid to ask. I asked them all and it was super interesting, super intriguing. If there are any couples that are like, ooh, we are curious about alternative lifestyles, you don't want to miss that episode or them in general. The week before, we talked about what women want, and that is why this week we are talking about what the men want. And they did such a good job. Like I said, I got more answers from them than the ladies, but I'm going to repost all of y'all's answers on the IG stories because some of them were so good and you might want to just like screenshot and be like, note to self, don't be a dick. Anyways, my Mexico pictures I'm going to put on the Patreon this week because I missed last week. I missed y'all. Haven't missed an episode to date. Never plan on doing so. Knock on wood. But I love y'all. And every Monday, mommy is here. Make sure you're subscribed to the show. If you love it, If you like it, leave a five-star review, write something cool and kind while you dig this shit on Apple Podcasts. If you listen on Spotify, you can leave a rating and 
Let's get into listener questions. It's time for listener questions, and these bad boys are bad boys. We've got naughty wives, we've got naughty husbands. I'm not trying to like shit on y'all's real lives because this is like y'all's real fucking life. And we've all got our shit. Like we've all got our shit. But some of this shit, I have to just shoot you straight, like per usual. And there's no sugar coating it. And there is no path to success. The path to success is running as far as you fucking can from that person. That is, I think, one of my advice for one of these, but we'll see. I only read them over once and I was like, holy fucking shit balls. And so I'm like, mm-hmm, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, here we go. Question number one. Hi, new listener, 36-year-old male, married to a 35-year-old woman. And as a man, it is my understanding that me expressing an interest in having sex regularly could be construed as disrespectful. My wife feels that jerking off is cheating on her because she sees it as sex I'm having with someone other than her I would be willing to abide and respect that feeling if she was prepared to meet my needs when they come on. My wife, however, identifies as asexual and sees sex, not religious motivation, as for creation only. I'm done. I don't even want to finish reading this, but I'm going to fucking have to. Coming on to her is generally not okay. If she isn't in the mood, then coming on to her gets a reaction like, I'm her coworker who seriously misunderstood our friendship. Basically, if she isn't coming on to me, then there's no reason for me to come on to her. If she wanted sex, she would have come on to me already. So what can I do to have a conversation (laughs) to explain that I have needs? A thing she says only animals and scumbag guys have. Okay. She has previously insisted my needs are A, all in my head and societal pressure and B, not her problem if they were real. No, absolutely means no for me. As, are we on Jerry Springer right now? Am I on Mari? I, I, am I Mari? Am I Mari Povich? At the same time, if I can't come on to her and I can't jerk off, what options are there for me? Where is the line between my needs and her absolute right to say no with or without a reason? Thanks. Love the podcast. Wow. What a doozy. I think all of these questions make me mad. Is this a negative listener questions? No. Okay. I see one where we're going to have some solutions, help some people out. Okay. Phew. But there's some ones that are, that are fucking dark and this is one of them. So usually I feel like there's so many other ways or there's so many reasons to not feel hopeless. So many, so, so many. Maybe this made some of y'all feel good out there. Like, okay, at least that's not our problem. To this listener asking, I hate to break it to you. If you're being truthful, like really truthful, and maybe that was rude and you're like, what? You're just not even giving me the benefit of the doubt and writing me off as maybe lying Yes, because I'm jaded, okay? And I'm cynical. But I am also hopeful. (laughs) And I also am going to decide right now to give you the benefit of the doubt. So if you're being totally honest, which now I'll assume you are, 
hope you're still listening, then leave her because that's never my answer. Usually it's not, but if she's, you can't, you can't force someone. That is bad. That is a no-no. Consent is is vital. And I think it would be very unsexy to feel like your wife never wants to do it. And I think the women listening to this podcast understand that and know that and want to have hot sex and are trying to like figure shit out and try to ride these seasons and navigate marriage, et cetera, et cetera. But the asexuals, I don't even know how they would end up here. If there's any asexual people listening, tell tell me your POV because I can't relate. We all can't relate to one another. We're all not each other's people. And that's okay. That's fucking okay. But I am interested, I guess, from what I've read or I've watched a documentary they have no desire. Like the libido doesn't exist. They don't have this drive, this longing, no heartbeat in the pussy. If you know, you know. I'm assuming they don't fantasize about the disgusting shit that we do. You know what I'm saying? So you have needs and she has needs. And obviously they might not be sexual needs, but to be in a partnership, to be in a marriage, to say like, we're doing life together. First of all, how did you end up here? That's what I want to know. That's what, that's the, how did you make this decision? There, what was their sex prior to this? Was it in the dating phase? And then after you got married, she's like, I don't have to do this shit anymore because I'm your fucking wife on paper. I, I'm confused because then I would say, Hey, you totally made this bed. Doesn't mean you have to lie in it, but come on. Like, I hope that you have digested and are processing the decision you made had some real ass consequences and didn't just go away. It got worse. Now, I'm sure if there was some therapist listening to me, they'd be like, Jordan, please stop. I'm sure they could go to therapy and we could talk and there we could, you know, find some middle ground, possibly, I don't, I don't know after how many dollars spent after how many sessions. I don't know. That's the cynicism coming out again. If, if what you have explained is the reality, which maybe therapy could be good so that you could get a very clear picture of where she's coming from. Okay. See, oh, look, the optimism, the hope. Okay. Going to therapy could be something beneficial so you could really get a clear picture that's not just your your narrative. And sometimes we do that. Sometimes we perpetuate a certain narrative in our head. So you could get a nice clear pick, a nice clear conversation and a, with a witness essentially to see and say you're fucked. JK, JK. But no, really, if you can't jerk off, if she thinks that's cheating, like, okay. And uh, that sucks. And then you can't have sex. What does she want you to do? Just have wet dreams all night? I would have a conversation with her. This is the real answer. I just had like rage for a second there. The real answer is that you sit down with her and you go, hey, this isn't a your way or the highway. This isn't even a discussion about why it's not going to happen, which it seems like you're used to having. You don't have to say this verbatim, but this is me telling you what I need 
and I expect and I deserve in a marriage. And I don't care if any people are booing me for the attitude of entitlement because I think each individual is worthy of what they desire in the relationship, especially if they came together and and decided to form a union, like to be like, let's get married, let's have a family, let's do this. You got to be intentional. You got to water the yard, baby. And it's just, you're living in la-la land. But I get it. Some people, whether they grew up super religious and it was instilled in them, like you get married young, you have kids, you don't even know what the fuck you're doing. You don't even know who the fuck you are. And all of a sudden you're 21 and married with a, a kid and you're a kid. That happens to people all the time. You don't, you're not fucked. You're not fucked forever. I know there are people who will disagree with me and say shame on you. And I am so pro-family. Like I want the family to win. I want families to be united. I think that society is tearing apart families more than fucking ever. I think there's a lot of pussy men and I think there are a lot of women that are way, way too in their masculine energy and it's just the wrong yin yang and it's fucking shit up. And that is not for another episode for another day because... Ooh, the vacation chemical imbalance is slipping over. (laughs) Let's get back on track. But that is me trying to say that I'm not like, fuck your family, do you, doesn't serve you anymore, peace the fuck out. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that if you're with someone and you have a completely unwilling spouse, like not budging, it's almost like, are they passive aggressively? trying to get you to leave them. You know what I'm saying? So you need to just kind of step into your role of of head of household, put the fucking pants on, okay? Tell her, hey, this is what I want out of marriage. This is what we deserve out of marriage. You deserve pleasure. And you identify as asexual. Maybe you want deeper understanding. Go, I want to connect with you. I want to understand why... You don't desire to be physically intimate, that you desire intimacy in all types of forms in your marriage. And there's nothing fucking wrong with that, in my fucking opinion, bare minimum. And in my fucking opinion, again, I would say, hey, you think that my needs are that of scumbags? Let's separate. I encourage you to go see what men are like out there in the jungle. Welcome to the jungle, baby. To wrap it up, where is the line between my needs and her absolute right to say no with or without a reason? I mean, she can say no and you can say no with or without a reason, but that doesn't mean the other person is just going to go along and be a bitch. Hate to say it, but you don't have to do that. I feel like a lot of guys can get really fucking whipped sometimes. And I think being a simp is hot. I think being a gentleman is hot. Chivalry is hot, okay? I like polite, manners, courteous, thoughtful, vulnerable. But I'm as a girl who can be a complete fucking bitch, I am an evil person in the morning. I'm not a morning person. Men don't like to be disrespected. They don't like it. it. It wears away at them. It chips away at them. 
And it's something we have to check ourselves. There's lots of things we all have to check ourselves. Guys, the tone you take with your wife, the way you speak to her, sometimes it's not what you're saying, it's how you're saying it. I think if we come from a place of love, the message is, God, it's so much more likely to be received. Let's move on to question number two. What the fuck was that? Question number two. Hi, I was wondering if you could talk about different ways to get over the mental block of finishing. I feel like I can't get there with my husband and it takes forever. I don't know how to achieve vaginal orgasms or find the G-spot. Thank you. Okay, hell yeah. We need some like love and light and listener question segment now. I think you should start solo said that before, if you've ever listened to the archive about if you're struggling with finding that spot or just getting in the zone, because it really is a mental space, like save space for your orgasm. Masturbate. So what's that like for you? How do you masturbate? Do you just rub? Is it a friction thing? If it's not vaginal, that's okay. That doesn't mean you're not going to have an orgasm. Girlfriend, Lots of us, most of us are not having orgasms through penetration alone. That's a small percentage of women. If that was a shock to you, bummerooski, <laughs> but it is true. My first tip, solo or partnered, relax. You've got to be as present as possible. So getting present means what am I seeing and experiencing, tasting, smell? Really tap into all of your senses and let that overwhelm you. Let that consume you. Let that be what you soak in. Present, be present, be present, be present. And so when you find yourself wandering like, oh, well, am I being present? Oh, fuck, no, I'm not. I'm doing this. Oh, going off in your head, getting anxious. What do you see? What do you feel? Do your nipples tingle? Is your pussy wet? Is his skin sweaty? Can you smell him? Do you smell y'all? Like get into the senses. Stay there. Sounds weird maybe if you've never tried it, but if you have, you're like, yes. That is how you get away from getting in your head and mind-fucking yourself and ruining it. So don't be thinking oh, I got to come. Like, oh my gosh, he wants me to come. He's telling me to come. I know some peeps might find it really arousing to be dominant and have him tell you like, come for me now. And that can come later. If you're into that kind of thing, go for it. I bet you some girls are fucking faking it when they're role playing and doing that shit. But you're trying to work on mastering being able to orgasm with your partner. So don't get all caught up if he's dirty talking. You get what I'm saying? Guys watch porn. They just like repeat what's hot. So if you need to have a little chat with him and say, hey, I need to feel no pressure to orgasm because I just want to like be totally in the moment with you. And that's the hottest thing for me. And I need you to just be patient with me for a little bit while I get the knack of this. Is that a word? Did I just sound really old saying knack? Is that how you say it? Get the knack of this? (laughs) I have no idea. Anyways, the reason I say solo first for practice is because A, no pressure of performing. Okay. So we're going to be practicing what we're going to be doing and feeling in the zone we're going to be in when we're partnered. 
you're going to practice getting zen with it, getting present with it. Find out what you like. So I have a feeling that you can climax when you masturbate. You didn't mention that. So I'm thinking that this is like you, fucking yourself in the head, and there's absolutely no problem, and I want you to get on board with that narrative. Say, I mind fucking myself. I have no problem. I come so easily for my man, with my man. This isn't for your man. This is for you. Baby girl, this is for you. So however you're doing it alone, do it with him. If that means using his kneecap, if that means using his shin, his upper thigh, his abdomen, his lower stomach, if we don't want to call it an abdomen, whatever, his hard dick, okay? His fingers, his face, grab his face and fuck his face, ride his face. You can friction that bad boy on a body part of his and climax, and he's going to think it's really hot. You might go, this feels really weird. I'm humping his upper thigh. He's loving it, okay? He's loving it. He wants to see you get off, squirm, get wet. Just get in your mode and you get off however you can get off and use him as a prop. He's your sex toy, and that will evolve. And then we're going to get the dick it. You could take the tip of his hard dick and rub it on your clit as if it was like you were stimulating your clit with a dildo. Don't break it. (laughs) Don't hurt him. But there's so many ways you could get creative if you're like, I'm a friction girly. Say you want him inside because I'm a friction girly, but you know what feels bomb? being filled up while having a friction orgasm. So instead of him laying down just flat, like vertical, is it vertical? Laying flat vertical, have him sit upright. So leaning against the headboard or the wall and you are straddling him and you're on your knees. Carpet burn it up, bitch. Or you're on the soft bed and he's on the headboard, wherever, however. And then you could use his stomach or you could slip a handy there, a little vibrator there. If you are vibrator girl, I normally hate on the vibrators, but right now I just want you to be able to get there. So if you need to slip that bad boy in, don't get addicted, but I just want you to get your confidence up so that you know you can do this. You don't have to rely on him because we all know how that goes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that's what this podcast is for. We're helping you guys. So guys, say your girl, uh, you feel like maybe she might be in this girl's shoes, having a little predicament, feeling like it takes her a really long time to finish with you. Don't be a pussy. Don't be afraid to ask. Say, what can I do? How do you like it? Show me where it feels the best. I know if I am sucking my husband's dick, I want him to tell me. I want him to correct me. I want him to adjust. If something doesn't feel as good as something else, tell me. I want to do the best job that I can. (laughs) She's a people pleaser. She's a fucking people pleaser. Just trying to tell you this shit so you both have a grand all time. But guys, save space for her, be supportive, be flexible, be chill, be cool, have swagger about it, don't be a dick, zero pressure. Y'all should know, y'all don't like being pressured. Guys get performance anxiety 
we, we're just a fucking hole. I hate to say it. They have to like get some shit working and up and rock hard and ready to go. So y'all should know, be, don't be a hypocrite. Don't be a hypocrite. And ladies, don't even worry about him. He just wants to see you having a great time. All the girls, every girl's faked it, right? Okay, so you know that it doesn't take much for him to be like, wow, see, look, like, dude, I fucking rocked that pussy. So stop with whatever little narrative you have in your head that you're a disappointment and do what actually feels good, not what you think looks good, not what the girl in the porn was doing. How do you want it to feel on your pussy, in your pussy, touch your asshole, whatever. I Men, if she's down for a little finger, tappy-tappy on the butthole, can really take it to the next level as far as, oh my God, I'm going to come so much quicker. A lot of girls relate to that statement. How do I know? Because I pulled them. But truly, it's a real thing. The butthole can be like this little magic button sometimes. I'm sure there's some ladies listening going, stop, please stop, Jordan. Answer the fucking question and quit telling the men to touch our buttholes. Solo warm up, achieving orgasm, however necessary partnered, but your specific question was that you want to be able to achieve vaginal orgasm, find your G-spot. And that is where you need to listen to all the fucking episodes of this podcast. And there's a lot of great, beautiful resources, Beducated being one of them. It's either been mentioned in this episode or is going to be at some point. And take it to the next level as far as really learning more about your body and how your body works. Obviously, you can learn, generally speaking, about women, your anatomy, etc., and then really dial in on what works for you and what you like, and then also what arouses you and what you know, really gets you fucking wet down there. As far as your G-spot's concerned, there's so many toys that are designed to stimulate your G-spot and really get in there, really get that spot. I've said it before and I'll say it again. The toys that are shaped kind of like the dental floss mirror. When you go to the dentist, floss, when you go to the dentist and they put that little mirror, the angled mirror in your mouth, They make sex toys that are kind of like a wand with an angled end and specifically round like that with like a little padding or a little texture to rub your spongy spot. You know, if you dive on in in yourself with your little good old fingies, you'll feel not too far in, two or three inches. I don't know. Get a measuring tape. Don't. Just feel and you'll feel that spongy, hard, weird spot in you and that's your G-spot. Just keep on rubbing it. It'll feel good. You'll go, oh yeah. And sometimes you'll think that you're about to pee yourself, but just keep going and maybe it's pee, maybe it's not the great debate. Gosh, I could just go off on a tangent about that right now, but I won't. We'll save that for another time. It's not pee, okay? There is traces of pee in it, but it's not just pee, okay? I will stand by that. To the lovely female listener that asked this question, it starts with mindset. I want you to hype yourself up. I want you to believe that it is possible. Go on that journey. First, start coming with your man, however you do. Build that confidence and then go on that journey by yourself and with him. What you learn, have a conversation and communicate with him. He's going to love to go on this adventure with you. And you can go 
at your own pace with what you're comfortable sharing and including and doing together at whatever speed you want. Enjoy, make make this a fun thing, make this an exciting thing, something you look back and be like, ah, oh, the journey of finding my orgasm in this way and that way. It's a beautiful thing. That's what this life is about. So don't be all fucked in your head. There's so many women that don't go on this journey until they're fucking 50 years old. How do I know? Because they write me and they tell me and they go tell all the girls to not be afraid. Don't be afraid to ask questions, try new things. There's so many beautiful resources, podcasts, websites, educated, all the things. Love your vagina. You're worthy of pleasure. I believe in you. Let's move on. Okay. This next question, unfortunately, has to do with infidelity. And there are many cases where I think that you see it. You see people that experience infidelity and they decide to work it out and they go on and they, I think they go through fucking hell from some stories I've heard. It sounds like it's really difficult. For some people, I guess it's easier than others. I'm a psycho bitch. Betrayal doesn't like really go well for me. I'm a more in your face kind of girl. Like if I am going to be some type of way, I would say it. I could not live a double life. Secrets keep you sick. I just, I I wouldn't want to do it. It sounds really, really awful. People do it all the time. And I am not innocent. I have had previous relationships where I was not a good girlfriend. So I'm not over here acting like I'm some fucking saint, but I do, I, I learned from those experiences. So that's the thing. There, I think there are people that make mistakes. And I think that there are serial cheaters, sex addicts, liars, narcissists, dickwads. And I think we throw the narcissist word around a lot. I'm not even going to use that again in this listener question, but I just want to say there is a type of person who you are just going to continually get the same thing. So don't be a weak bitch. Don't be insane and think that it's going to change. You cannot fix him. Okay. 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 Let's go. I'm already hyped up for this one. So while my husband and I were in Mexico last December. I looked through his phone and I found out that he was texting his admin assistant. Very sexual text. We thought about it. He swore it was only text. He seemed remorseful. Skip to March 17th, 2023. Holy shit fucking balls. This was 10 days ago. Our anniversary. Check his phone and there it is again. Same chick, but now he's telling her that he's seen a mutual friend and told them that he loves her. The admin proceeds to tell my husband that she's blocking him from texting for the night. I'm trying to give you the short version, but... No, because I know you don't like to scroll. I don't like to scroll for stupid stories. I have not confronted him about the latest text message. I feel so sick to my stomach every time I think about it. Please help me grow some balls and deal with this shit. Oh, bitch. I am about to create the biggest balls of my life on you. I'm going to (laughs) play. Okay. Listen to me. I love the men. I love the men that listen to this show. I think 
I think men get so much shit, especially nowadays. I don't want to... Women are fucking cheaters, dude. There's so many scandalous fucking bitches, okay? Women, I, I just want to make sure that this doesn't get construed as I'm some man bashing. The listeners, the people that listen to this show every week, I don't need to say a word. But if you're new here, these listener questions have been just wild. I guess the first one was a man talking about his wife, and I was like, dump her ass. Okay, so I'm going to go in. I'm going to go in. Are you ready? He was remorseful when when you found the first text because he got caught. And... That was where there should have been like some real intention of like, what the fuck is going on? Like you get honest. If he was really remorseful and was like, I don't want to live this way, he would be like, I need this, this, and this. And I feel like this, this, and this in our marriage. And you would have, I don't know, be able to paint some picture together or put together the pieces to see like, what the fuck is the reality of our relationship right now? And where do we want it to go? You know? And maybe you're both to blame for not marriage in the direction you needed to go post the first uh, slip up that you fucking saw because that was not the first thing you saw. And it doesn't even matter. You can't look back and go, oh, I wish we could have, we should have. Because the truth is, the, the truth most likely is that he is not good to you. He wants to fuck other girls if he isn't already fucking other girls. If he didn't want to be doing that, he'd be turning inward towards the marriage. But maybe he's made up his mind about you. And these are things maybe you don't want to hear that are ugly. But maybe he thinks you're some type of way. Like, who knows what he says about you to other people? If he is like a monster and you're this like sweet, available, emotionally available wife who is intentional and he's just like a total POS and for whatever reasons or factors, that blows. He's probably saying lies about you. But if you're like, you know what? I really have been kind of neglecting him and doing my own thing and I really don't give him any physical affection. You could sit there and feel like shit. You should learn a lesson. You should know, hey, <laughs> you have to water the marriage. You got to take care of it. You got to keep dating your significant other. It's not all your fault, duh. Going and being a piece of shit and making a decision that takes you away and takes you away, like you might have gotten an autopilot and the small things all added up and it was neglect over time and the plan's dying, right? But when you're going out and you're betraying and you're lying and you're deceiving, you're poisoning the plant on purpose. You're putting fucking weed, like plant killer in the plant. You're putting bleach all over your yard. You're doing bad shit to your plant. So neglect versus like brutally murdering the front yard, you know what I mean? It's just different. And when women tell me, and y'all are smart, God, when women tell me that they don't tell the man that's what they find out and they like get their shit in order, like I wish I was more calculated or like patient or slow to react. I feel like that's my, is it kryptonite? The thing that's like your, your personal like downfall is my impulse control, my lack of impulse control. If you can 
control that and you have that ability, oh, I envy. I can, you know, react. I definitely can struggle to emotionally regulate at times. I think my nervous system might have some fucking issues. That's beside, That's a lot of us, though. So I say that because I'm sure there's a lot of people that can relate. I would have wanted to keep that information, plan, sniper from the side, do something like very spiteful and vengeful, but I would have like flown off the fucking handle, burned the house down. I don't know. I don't know. How do so many of y'all listen to this podcast again? Hmm? Tell me, tell me. You want some balls. You asked me to give you some balls. Bitch, you deserve better. Fuck this shit. If you knew all that was really going on, do you want mildly toxic advice? Do you want super toxic advice? Do you want healthy advice? Go to a therapist if you want some really nice healthy advice, okay? Tell her and God. I, if you wanted to work it out, which I know there's people that are like, I do, I do, I really want to. If you have young little kids, then like, who the fuck am I to be like, fuck your family? I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to give you your answer. I can't give you your answer. That's not my place, my space, whatever. But I can help you grow some balls and tell you that he's treating you like shit and walking on you and not respecting you and being a piss poor example. And maybe you don't want to show your kids that like this is the kind of shit you put up with, you deal with. Maybe they won't know what's happening, but they'll feel the vibe. They'll see if mommy's sad. And there are plenty of couples out there I know that don't ask, don't tell, and they're super kosher and great for the kids. Who am I to judge them, even though it's kind of fun? But who am I, right? Because we all have our shit and we're all just fucking up regardless in some way. I don't know who it was, but I saw some interview and they're like, I just so badly wanted to give my kids the life that I didn't have because of the traumas or the coping skills or the whatever that they have to deal with now because of what they did and have in their childhood. And they were able to give their kids all that they didn't have. And now they have a whole new set of problems that they are going to fuck them in some way or make something challenging, something they're going to have to rewire, some limiting belief. You know what I'm saying? It's just like there is no perfect way your answer. It's all, it all just is. It all just is. It is what it is. So you can pick what you want to do, but I think that you can have a grand old time not feeling sick to your stomach, being on the up and up with someone, maybe doing some soul searching and find your sexiest self. I think you start dressing hella sexy you make sure you look in the mirror each day and go, damn, I feel good. Start dating yourself, okay? Date your motherfucking self. He'll start noticing. And if he doesn't, who cares? Because either way, you're healing and you're getting better. And when you start doing that, you're going to recognize your self-worth and you're not going to want to be in a situation where you feel minimized and less than and unappreciated. And this goes for men and women. 
You don't deserve to be in that situation. And it doesn't mean if one day your partner was a dick and really was not appreciative, you're like, I'm out of here. Like, I'm not saying straddle the line. That is unhealthy, and I don't recommend, and I know that from experience, being a girl who is, like, constantly a fucking line straddler. Don't do it. Not healthy. Not comforting. But you will have to make a decision. You will have to stick with it because that is the only thing you can do or you're torturing yourself. And in order to make that decision, you will obviously have to have a very uncomfortable conversation that will not feel good. You might ugly cry. Don't let him fucking gaslight your ass. I hope you screenshot that shit. I hope you come because you got to come with the facts, okay? And you know what they are. Write it down in front of you and don't let him confuse you. If you start to just feel terribly, 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 terribly confused, that is a sign right there. I don't think you deserve to feel that confused. Take a step back and process. And now he knows that you fucking know and let him know that you know way more than he thinks you do. I would hire a PI. I would take his money and I would hire a private investigator so that you could take him to the cleaners. But that's just me. That's just me. Officially resuming part two on what do men and women want? If you want to see the answers to what the ladies responded. I posted a few on the, on the Instagram, on my Instagram stories. I'm going to go post those up again so you could see some answers as well as the men's answers. Today, it's about them. I've already shat on them in the listener questions. So I'm asking for your forgiveness. I know everybody's different and I'm sorry I lost my temper, but <laughs> I'm not a man. I can't speak for them, but as a woman... And through my experience and my insight and my perspective, I'm going to share with the ladies what I think could lead to success as far as pleasing your man. But first, let's read what they said specifically, and then maybe a little dive a little deeper on it. Explain. Understand. Here we go. Enthusiasm. In and out of the bedroom will energize your man in a big way. We want her to be an active participant in the bedroom, at least sometimes. Physical touch. Touch me everywhere in bed. Touch me when we cuddle. I think we want to feel respected and desired. Yes, guys want to feel desirable. Amen. We want to be wanted. To be wanted, not needed, and oral reciprocation. Interesting. Appreciation. Enthusiasm. The attitude of just having sex to get it over with, as if you are doing your husband a favor, to be acknowledged, how much we cherish you, open-minded when it comes to the bedroom. Honesty, real thoughts and feelings can't fulfill what we don't know. Desired, for her to show some interest and enthusiasm in the bedroom. No sexual boundaries, down for whatever and a good BJ. Okay, they were all really good and then, okay. Just kidding, that wasn't bad. (laughs) But to feel like she wants to please me as much as I want to please her and trust. 
Blowjobs, anal, and initiate. I love, I love the honesty. So much honesty. Use your words. Say what you want. Don't give me 20 hints hoping I'll get it. I won't. Ooh, let's repeat that one. Use your words. Say what you want. Don't give me 20 hints hoping I'll get it. I won't. Okay? (laughs) To know if you're interested, satisfied, and pleased with me. Just want to be wanted and not just be good for yard jobs. Also don't want to initiate or beg for sex. Initiate. The understanding of how hard we work, how much we carry, and how appreciated it it is when you acknowledge it and show you appreciate it with (laughs) blowjobs. All of it, and then it ends with blowjobs. Connection, curated, deliberate, soul-cultivating experiences, collaboration, intention. To know what's on your mind, your fantasies, desires, we'd do anything but read minds. To not have to ask for sex every time. Feel like a kid asking for a lolly. Ladies, that those were all kind of on the same page. And it just shows that your man, at the core of it, wants to feel loved and desired. And not just needed as Mr. Fix-It. Maybe you don't have a Mr. Fix-It husband. I don't have a Mr. Fix-It husband. I have a, we're outsourcing that. (laughs) We're going to hire someone (laughs) to fix it. But regardless, they don't want to be just the ATM. They don't want to be a tool. It's more than roomies. It's more than just parenting, right? And that goes both ways. Guys want a relationship with you. You hear about so many affairs that happen. And some of them, women will go, well, he didn't cheat. It was an emotional affair. That would kill me. Like That would fucking kill me even more. Because it's like they didn't feel like they could go to you. And I know there's some guys that suck and they could have gone to you. And you do save that space for them. And they're just like fucked up little people that constantly need validation and their ego stroked, but that's a certain type. Okay. The men that answered, those were awesome, beautiful. I'm validating the shit out of them answers. And they're worthy of that for sure. just like you're worthy of your pleasure and needs and desires being prioritized. I know it's not easy to keep on the forefront. We don't get to just live life being obsessed with one another and just, huh, huh, what do they need? What do they want? Like, I know it's it's not like that. And that wouldn't end up being fun or sexy. We, it, we would all just, it would be probably awful, God awful. But I hope these answers kind of just showed you that these men are saying, hey, we don't get the fucking passive aggressiveness. We don't get the hints. That's a reminder for myself even. Sometimes as women, men close your ears. We can be like, how do they not get what I'm fucking trying to say? You have to say it. Like, do not, don't vibe it out. Okay. They're not women. Women can We're really good at reading rooms. I know there are really emotionally intelligent men who can pick up on that shit. Some of those men can be very scary, actually. But just 
if you feel like your guy is an idiot, maybe he's not an idiot. Maybe he just needs you to paint the picture and he's a really, really, really good guy. And thank God that he isn't practicing the 48 laws of power and being a master manipulator. Okay? Let's just be grateful. <laughs> They're simpler than you think. Or maybe you're like, no, I, I can see how simple. Maybe you need to take a look-see at your side of the street and see how are you communicating are you expressing your appreciation and gratitude? I'm always telling the men, like, figure out your woman's love language. She needs to feel loved in the way that she likes to feel loved. And it goes both fucking ways. And a lot of times, a lot, I would pro- I'm going to even say 90. I'm going to go that hardcore. 88 to play it safe. 90% of the time, men's top two are physical touch, and words of affirmation. And it's not that hard. Don't make it that hard. Don't make it that fucking hard. How do you want to be married? How do you want your marriage to be? Do you want to be that woman? Are, are you that woman and there's no escaping being completely icked and you hate it? Then what are you doing here? You know what I mean? Ask yourself that. So hopefully this is just a gentle reminder to remember, appreciate, have gratitude and express what your husband does for you, what he does for the fucking family, the weight, the burden, the pressure, the societal pressure. I know that as women, we feel pressured to look a certain way, the standard of beauty, what the perfect family looks like, all these curated bullshit images. I get messages that are like, wow, I really love y'all's love and y'all are just so perfect. And, y'all ch-. and I'm like, y'all, first of all, you don't even know me. That's very kind and sweet that it, the pictures vibe that I love it. But I mean, that could get so misconstrued. We, we look at people and think that they just, they have what we must not have. And we keep ourselves from being happy because we're like, if well, if I have this, then I'll be happy. So that there's the gap between you and your happiness. What's all on the other side and how big is that gap for you? Because I promise you, you can find happy and joy right here, right now. That's not to say don't have goals. Don't go after the shit you want. Don't fucking go get it. Go get it. You can have it. Assume it. But don't have your happiness lie over there. Don't be like, well, when, if, eventually, when I get there, then, 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 you're you're robbing yourself. You're robbing your relationship, your experience, your now, and as cliche and corny as it sounds, now is all you have. And maybe I have that cliche, corny POV because my mom died too soon and that totally did fuck me up. And I feel like life is so fragile and so precious. Why is someone doing a windblower right now? Are they blowing leaves? Are they cutting the lawn? There is a very loud machine that I'm hearing. And I do not believe it's called a windblower. I think it's called a leaf blower. (laughs) And how did we get to what men want? I think this is what basic humans need and want. So let me get a little more specifical. If I was talking from personal opinion... <clears throat> for any like housewifeies, stay-at-home mommies. I think 
feeding your man is the way to his heart. Feed your man. Maybe you're not like the the best cook. Maybe you don't like cooking. I mean, shit, everybody could do every plate. That's super fucking easy. Order takeout, go grab his favorite shit, go to the grocery store, go to the deli. It's thoughtful. It's sweet. It shows I care and they love food. Find something you like too and you can both like food. I love the couples that are both foodies. Go out to eat. Spend his money and go out to eat. He'll still be happy. But for those housewife bonus points, nothing like a home-cooked meal. Should I start giving a recipe every now and then? Because I've got them. I've got recipes up the asshole. The horny housewife started a recipe blog on her website. Oh my God, should I do that? What kind of brand is this? The Horny Housewife Podcast, Audio Erotica Patreon, and a good old recipe or two. Sounds like a good time. From what the men have said, it sounds like they also really enjoy a good old BJ. And one man mentioned oral reciprocated. So it sounds like, hey, these guys are giving. They're like, I will eat that pussy, but daddy would like a little licky, licky, sucky, sucky too. And I've heard, I've heard, I've heard that there are some relationships in where one person refuses to perform oral on the other. And what a shame. And I can't help you, save you, protect you. You're in a danger zone. Auto zone. No, you're in a danger zone. I mean, that's sad. Maybe that's a sad, wow. So you're saying that if a girl won't suck his dick, then he has an excuse to go get his dick sucked? No. But here's what I will tell you. When you tell somebody, no, they can't have it, especially guys, but some people, like me, me too even, like a hard no. And this isn't saying like fucking other people. I'm not talking about like boundaries, respect. Someone could be like, well, that is, I don't want to put the wiener in my mouth. But let's have some hard truth. When you're a hard no, zero open mind, not even willing to maybe talk dirty, role play, watch porn about it. Just no, 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 no. Shut it shit down. Shut it down. I bet you he's masturbating to it all the fucking time. <laughs> like he can't have it. You won't entertain it. It's on his mind, baby. And the harder he's trying not to think about it, ugh, he's having wet dreams about getting his dick sucked every fucking night. So someone had to say it. Truth hurts, truth hurts. I know some people have self-discipline. I know there's people just disagreeing right and left, but I don't take back what I said. And shit goes both ways, right? That you hear sayings like, you don't treat your woman right, someone else will. And I and I don't think it should be like, if you don't do it, I'm going to go get someone else to do it. Like, fuck that. It's very, very selfish. If you don't want what's going on in your relationship, be man or woman enough, adult enough to communicate the issue, see if you can work on the issue, resolve the issue, or go your separate ways. Save a lot of hurt, pain, fucked upness, and shame, and shame. Because when you do things that aren't in alignment with your highest self, you don't feel good about yourself. You just don't. Okay. I hope that you got a little reminder of what hubby at home 
might need a reminder of he needs a blowjob. He needs to be told good boy. And <laughs> I'm going to post what the men said on my IG stories at underscore the horny housewife podcast. Don't ever hesitate to ask a listener question. You can DM me there. I protect your anonymity always. Or go to my website, The Horny Housewife Podcast. You'll find The Horny Housewife merch. You'll find the Patreon where you can subscribe if you like to listen to audio erotica. It's also a great way to support the show. And it's also great for play. Now, speaking of sex, let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about how to go balls deep and it feel nasty. That was good. That was a rhyme. <laughs> okay, so what are like the most famous air quote positions? Missionary, doggy, cowgirl, side angle. The course I took, I like literally straight up and watching them fuck and like getting the tips and the pointers and seeing what they're doing. And I'm like, wow. So if you want this resource, uh, DM me, I'll send you the link or I could just put it in the episode notes. Duh, duh. Okay. First things first, let's start with missionary. I'm going to give you tips for each one to kind of just take it up a level. Your homework is to go try that shit out. Okay. So when you're in missionary, let's woman on back. Okay. Let's say her legs are bent, okay? So when you're laying on your back, you're not just laying straight like a fucking pencil with your arms at your side. No, we're relaxed. Our knees are bent, not giving birth, feet down, like up. Like, you know when you're on your back and your man or you, the man, push your woman's legs up, either up by her head or however, so that you can get up in there? You can calibrate there, meaning whether she is just straight-backed or if you want to put a pillow underneath her butt or even using your arms, just lifting her up however's easiest, organic, whatever feels not awkward, go with the flow, and hoisting her up at an upward angle so that the dick can go deeper in. And by communicating and saying, do you like it when I kind of push you down into the bed, pull you up at an angle or straight, which one feels more pleasurable? Because all of our bodies are designed differently. I like being tilted upwards. I think it stimulates the G-spot. Fabulous. I think a lot of women might agree with that statement. Just the angle is ideal for stimulation. So when you're having sex and missionary, note to self, angling, positioning her body, legs pushed back in a way that you are able to find penetration that is pleasurable for you both, depending on how big you are, et cetera. Other factors could determine which one's the most fun and pleasurable for you both. And while you are fucking, humping, penetrating, move, moving your hips in and out, I'm going to pretend like I'm the dude. I'm literally hopping up on my knees. Say I'm on my knees, okay? She's down on missionary, her knees, feet are kind of up by her head, legs bent. I'm pushing down on her thighs that, you know, under thigh up by her knee or by her butt, lifting her up. However, I could have one hand rubbing the clit with my thumb. The guys know, they know, but 
Maybe some of them fucking don't. 75% of women appreciate external stimulation, whether it's a Hitachi wand, a vibrator, a to- any toy you want it to fucking be. An easy, accessible way to incorporate the wand or have one hand free is you can be holding onto her ankles. So she's on her back, but her knees are now together in tabletop, if you know Pilates lingo. And she's just got her knees closer together. So now the vagina cave, hole, canal, <laughs> might feel even a little more tighter for the man. He's got one hand holding onto the ankles, kind of bracing, fucking, I'm bouncing while I'm telling you. And then the other hand on the Hitachi wand, and it's kind of supported in between her thighs or vibrator, dildo, whatever you want it to be, it could be very pleasurable. Maximizing the pleasure and missionary here, 100 If you want men, you can go into a kneeling soldier move. What's that move where you just take a knee? I don't fucking know. You're on one knee, one knee out. Like you're showing the world your goods. You're angling it for the camera. You're making a porno. But really, it could be great for depth and penetration. And I bring up this move not for aesthetics purposes, which, I mean, if you're making a tape, I guess that is kind of hot. But we're angling, you're angling the dick. So you're angling the dick inside of her, and it's able to hit different spots inside of her, which feels fucking good. One myth they covered in regards to missionary is it feels the best when the guy does all the work. Not true. Girls, like, go with the flow of the ocean. Whether you're bucking back up, whether you're helping hold the Hitachi wand and applying the friction with the vibrator, your fingers, his fingers, communicating. It doesn't need to be him figuring it all out, doing all the work. If that's how it goes and that's how he wants it to go and he's like, be quiet, I got your pussy. Yes, sir, by all means, but not necessary to be amazing A bottom mover, nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with repositioning, telling what you like, move your leg here, get it, girl. And men, encourage her. Tell her it's sexy, it's fun, she can touch herself and touch you. Moving on to doggy. Make sure you're warming up that body. You are rubbing the ass cheeks. You are fondling the titties. The guys are like, this is no problem. Go in for a behind brace hug, wrap your arms around her, kiss her neck, sensually kiss her, a more loving approach, if you will, than just like smack that ass and dive in. And maybe she is like smack that ass and dive in. But I don't think you can go wrong with a deep sensual kiss as well. Now, everybody's bodies are different. So maybe you, female, on your knees, on doggy, maybe laying down, kind of in a downward dog position with your hands stretched forward and you spreading your knees apart. So you're kind of going lowering down. Play around with what feels the most pleasurable, feels the most natural and best angle for penetration. And guess what? Never worry about your butthole. The guy is love the view of the butthole. Uh, I know that it might be weird for you. You might be like, I hate my butthole. 
Guys love your butthole. Lots of them do. And they think it looks hot when it kind of like puckers and gets tight. I know this sounds really weird to some people, but the guys are like, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. They're loving it. They're trying not to nut. They're looking away from it to not nut. Some guys, maybe they're just a glancer. They're a glance at the asshole. Some guys are staring at your asshole. I know you didn't want to hear that, but there are the guys that are just very into the assholes. I don't know if I helped the lady's anxiety with this, but the point was, was embrace it because he is going to eat that shit up quite literally. (laughs) If you are a, I like a finger in my butthole type of girl, this is a great position. This is a great position for him to maybe not dive on in, but a little external stimulation, a little rim rubbage, and then proceed with caution or with much joy, but something something to give a whirl. I recommend. Jordy says to try it. You should just try it. Now for doggy and let's make it spicy. So you know how our arms were stretched forward, kind of laying down, downward doggy, tits against the bed, ass in the air. We can lower as needed by spreading the legs apart width. Now have her arms back and grab onto her arms. So you are holding onto her arms, like pulling her into you. That It's aesthetically pleasing as well as deep penetration and fucking hot, okay? I will say that this position has a high amount of variations, but each of these depends on the flexibility of your partner and, of course, your strength. So you will know. If you are an educated user and you've watched this course, you know he was like, this is a wonderful finishing position. Okay, you got the titties bouncing, the ass bouncing. It's, you know, more aggressive clapping, coming together. It's hot. And if you know, you know. Doggy style can be super versatile. It can be sensual. It can be rough. It's whatever you want. Add in eye contact, caressing, spanking, whatever turns you both on. Moving onward to cowgirl, specifically front-facing cowgirl. A great position where the woman can really customize this to her liking. Use the dick how she wants and hey, the guys get a great view. And the ladies that I'm talking to, I know you know your go-to. Maybe you don't. So if you're like, you know what? I really don't know what feels the best. Give me some options to try. Some girls don't like just being on their knees, kind of bouncing up and down. They like to get kind of crabby walk. Get on the feet and go up and down, going the length of the dick or however they want. And it's great access for him to use a hand on the titty or to rub on the clit or you to touch yourself. I know I called it crabby and that doesn't sound very sexy, but literally on the flats of your feet, not on your knees. And it gives you, I think, a lot more options to use your hands as well as his. While maintaining one hand on his chest or somewhere for balance and the other, wherever you please. Although this position feels good, it may not be a position that you are in for a long time. Endurance. And I have bad knees. I don't know about you, but I fucking have bad knees. And I just think that it feels good, but it's not like the finishing position. It's I don't think it's getting all the ladies off, if you know what I mean. 
great starting position for a cowgirl. Next, you could go back down on your knees and do what feels really amazing to you, maybe not to the guys. I've heard this. They're like the little gyrating, the grind, the swirl. That's not, you know, rocking his world. No one gives a fuck. It's about you right now. You are going to get your nut, guys. You you get the best of you ever. Suck on the titties, rub the titties, pull on the titties, and let her grind. Let her grind your pussy. For many women who can't climate, 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 I just fucking said climate, climax without friction or touching their clit, etc. this is what they want. This is their go-to. This is going to be great. If they want to lean forward and he can have a boob in his mouth while she is rocking until climax, sounds like a plan to me. And while you're down there laying, say you don't climax, say you fucking do round two, you could lay down on top. He wraps his arms around you and he goes to his heels and now he is going to hump upwards. He's going to be a bottom mover fucking you. Feels fantastic. If you know, you know. The man's hands should be on the ass, kind of pulling her up. You know, she's got her knees. She can go up, give you the space to fuck her from the bottom there. If you have long enough fingers and can slip one in wherever that works down there, I say go for it. We've also got the male bridging position. Literally, it's like Pilates all over. If you were bridging, so he's all like on a shoulder bridge, okay, and she's got her hands on each side of his head kind of tilted up, so the tits are basically right directly above his face, and he's able to fuck going from the bed up to the bridge. So just leaned over and him fucking you from a higher position, from underneath, obviously. Now, if we want to reverse cowgirl, okay, spin around on that dick, What I think feels the best, and this was gone over in the course, flip around and now you have your hands on his ankles or he could actually bend his legs. I don't know if this part was in the course, but I'm telling you from personal experience, bend leg, go at an angle and use his thigh as like you're masturbating on his leg while his dick's inside of you, reverse cowgirl chef's kiss. Or you could just have his legs straight with both hands on his ankles as support and doing reverse cowgirl from there. And the angle that it hits, amazing. Be careful. You could break his dick, but you're probably not going to. Just communicate. Cowgirl overall is great for building connection through eye contact, hand-holding, and caressing. Plus, we... Or switching it up and it's a great visual. Okay, moving on to the side angle position. I guess a variation of missionary, but it is different. And I would say it's one of my personal favorites. So she's laying on her back, but not really kind of on her side with her legs together, both pushed over to one side. Really hot visual of the puss. Great entry point at entry. Obviously, before any entry, you want to make sure warmed up, aroused, should have said that in the very get-go. And using the tip of your dick to rub downward, like top of the clit to the entry point, is a great way to get her really stimulated, turned on, aroused, and then kind of tease just the tip, work it in, and then go. This position, like many of the others I just talked about, allows for 
eye contact, caressing, making out, all the things, which build connection, build bond, and make hot sex. You could play with variations of which side, one leg down, one leg up. I think for some women who are dealing with maybe a smaller membered partner, this could be ideal as I feel like it gives you maximum sensation, if that makes sense. As you're fucking, this can evolve to kind of like being pushed over to onto your stomach, but not really. You're still on the side, but now you're angled more downward. So play around, see what feels good, see what depth is working the best for you and your significant other. When you're angled down, it really gives the man a great place to hold on to, right in that like curvature of your hip, your butt, like your pelvic bone, like the booty, right where it curves to go to your pussy. Grab on those hips and really just thrust in. This position on the side with one leg kind of straight out, one bent, is also, according to the teacher of this course, an excellent position to enter for anal sex. So food for thought. You know me, I'm a missionary entry for anal, but I say don't knock it unless you've tried it and everybody's different. For the guys with this side position angle for the woman, whether she's angled more towards like on her stomach or facing you, your thrusting can be even more comfortable from on all fours, like you being on all fours, the dude, and gives you more stability while also allowing connection through kissing her, shoving your tongue in her mouth, spitting on her. I had to throw that one in there just because y'all get all up in a tizzy about the spit. You could easily incorporate your wand, your vibrator, your hand underneath you. If you are against the bed like that, I mean, you've got great access to apply some serious friction. So get creative and don't rule anything out unless you try it. If you are interested in a visual of all that I explained, like I said, I'll just put the link in the description Uh, They had a penetration demonstration, one with an authentic flow and one a sensual flow. So very, very interesting. And if that gives you like a better understanding of what Beducated teaches, I hope that kind of gave you an end. That's where I learn a lot of information that I pass on to y'all with these topics of the hour. I hope y'all learned something. If anything, I hope I just aroused you and got you excited to fuck your significant other. That is officially all for this week. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram. Everything we talked about will be in the episode notes per usual, per always. Go listen to the archive if you haven't, and I will see you next Monday.